Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another big commitment for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks, this time in the 2025 class, and we're breaking it down. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we live in? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Long Beach, California. Might look a little bit different. I'll be honest, if you're watching on YouTube, that is, at Oregon Football Max Torres. I'll be honest, I was cleaning up the beard a little bit, and uh, let's just say I got a little bit carried away and took off more than I wanted to. But hey, the show goes on. Fortunately, it will grow back, and uh, it's just like, uh, you know, we'll be back in better. So um, definitely feels weird. Cannot cannot lie about that, but um, just had to address the elephant in the room before we talk about this latest commitment for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks. This commitment happened over the weekend, kind of a crazy weekend for me. I flew out to Arizona to cover an event, the U.S. Army Combine, and then I woke up Saturday morning and uh, found out that it had been canceled due to inclement weather. So that was definitely a bummer, but got to spend the weekend out in Arizona with some of my buddies from high school, uh, watched the Super Bowl, and unfortunately my Niners did not get it done and we don't need to discuss it any more than that. But what we do need to talk about is the latest commit for Dan Landing and the Ducks in the 2025 class as 2025 Concord, California, De La Salle edge rusher Matthew Johnson has committed to Oregon. He is the latest duck to the latest player to hop in the fold, I should say, for the Ducks here in the 2025 class. His commitment comes on the heels of a recent visit out to Eugene for one of Oregon's two junior day events. And this is the first defensive commit for Dan landing in the ducks in the 2025 recruiting class. I feel like every time I say that there's some duck fan that's saying, wait, but what about Tony Cumberland? That is the plan. At least that's what he told me after he committed. That was, he was going to reclassify from the 2026 class to the 2025 recruiting class. If you don't know who Tony Cumberland is, he is a 2026 five-star defensive lineman out of Scottsdale, Arizona. So that is a name that you definitely want to familiarize yourself with if you are a fan of Oregon football and recruiting. He is planning to reclassify from the 2026 class to the 2025 class, but I haven't seen anything official just yet, uh, particularly on the recruiting rankings, recruiting websites from 247, Rivals, On3. I haven't seen that yet, so I'm treating his commitment like it is a 2026 commitment until I see otherwise. But this is a, a big commitment for Dan Lanning and the Ducks, right? Getting things going on the defensive side of the ball. I actually had a chance to interview Matthew Johnson after he committed to the Ducks on Friday. And I asked him why he committed to Oregon. He said, quote, 
it's a special place. Coach Lanning, he knows how to win. Coach Lapoy knows how to win. They send guys to the league, and they do great things for a lot of guys who want to put the work in and achieve their dreams. And I feel like I'm that type of person. So Oregon was the right place for me. Just a reminder, guys, if you have not yet read the story, you can check it out over on DucksDigest.com for full quotes from the newest duck, Matthew Johnson. Um, just had to give that a quick little plug. But let's talk a little bit about this commitment. Obviously, that's the focus of what we're doing here. But I really feel like Matthew Johnson was Oregon's to lose for quite a while on the recruiting trail. And I think the biggest reason here, let's not complicate things. Let's not overcomplicate things. Matthew Johnson goes to De La Salle. And who else went to De La Salle? Oregon's defensive coordinator, Tosh Lapoy, played his high school ball in the East Bay, in the East Bay area at De La Salle. So I think whenever there's good players that come out of the Bay Area, Northern California, really just the West Coast in general, Oregon has done a really tremendous job of prioritizing those guys, recruiting them, and ultimately getting them to commit and sign. But I think that these commitments maybe mean a little bit more when they come from you know the Bay Area for Tosh Lapoy or De La Salle specifically. I spoke about that when the Ducks landed Jericho Johnson out of Fairfield, California, Armeo High School. He was an Adidas All-American, saw him out in San Antonio. He did a really good job, recovered a fumble in that game, uh, which was huge. I think it was recovered a fumble for a touchdown, I want to say, for the West in that game. So now that uh, now that Matthew Johnson was on Oregon's board, Tosh Lapoy, Tony Tuioti did a tremendous job of, of getting this one done. Some, some more questions that I asked for uh, Johnson was just about – um, was just about Tosh Lapoy and kind of how how close he was with the coaching staff and and with De La Salle, or, and with Tosh Lapoy. Johnson said, "Quote him and Coach Tuioti have been up to my school about ten times, so I'm really close with them, and I like those guys. They keep it real. They coach hard, which is what I'm used to coming from De La Salle. I'm going there to continue to develop and be coached at the highest level." So again, that continued effort, that repeated effort, that relentless approach from these coaches are part of what is making Oregon such an appealing place for them when they're going to make their college decisions. And I think a lot of people know De La Salle, right? When they hear that name, I think that it is one of the most prestigious high school football programs in the country, certainly on the West Coast. I don't even remember what how many games or years it was, but they had must have been close to like a decade of not losing to a team from Northern California. So they were as dominant as a program as you would find really, I think, in, in the likes of modern day and St. John Bosco at a certain point. But in 2023, they went to the state title game and they lost to Mission Viejo uh, in the state title game, I want to say. Um, I'm looking it up right now just to make sure that I got it uh, – I got it all all squared away. Um, yeah, Michigan Viejo defeats De La Salle for California D1 AA State Football Championship. That was uh, Mission Viejo's first state title since 2015 when they beat my Bellarmine Bells where I went to high school. So it's always fun to talk about these guys that come from the Bay. If you guys are watching me for the first time, I'm from San Jose, California. So in the Bay Area, I uh, went to Bellarmine. So kind of, kind of a full circle moment, if you will. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was a big win for Mission Viejo. They beat De La Salle twenty-seven to fourteen on uh, on a 
Friday night to take home the state title. And I think it says a lot to get a guy like Matthew Johnson from a prestigious program like De La Salle because he's really well coached. He plays some of the best talent competition in Northern California and California as a whole. And then De La Salle also uh, plays a, a fairly national schedule, I want to say. I'm, I'm, again, trying to double-check this to make sure that I'm not telling you guys something that's not true. They went 11-3 and three in 2023, and it doesn't look like they played national games as of right now. They came down here to Southern California to play Orange Lutheran to start the season, and they lost 35-14, to 14. and then they got blanked by Unipro Serra in San Mateo, the same school that produced Barry Bonds and Tom Brady. And and really Sarah is the talk and really the pride, I would say, of Northern California football now. Um, They have really kind of taken the crown from De La Salle. You also have Folsom as one of the best programs out there in Northern California, led by 2026 quarterback Ryder Lyons. He is a national recruit as well as Jamison Powell. He is a wide receiver, athlete, uh, recruit also from Folsom in the 2026 recruiting class. He's a guy I've interviewed a couple times. Oregon is is looking at him as well. So to get a guy from a really great school just usually means good things. It's kind of a continued trend that we've seen for Oregon, right? Getting guys from modern day like Aiden Breedland and Jack Wrestler in 2024 and Mateo Uyunglele from St. John Bosco in 2023. If you go to the, he want to be recruiting the best schools in the country, and if you can get those best guys, it's only going to help your program. Let's hop into a little bit of film review now on Matt Johnson, uh, looking at his regular season tape, six foot five, 260 pounds. Just to give you guys a little recruiting rundown here, uh, he is rated a four-star prospect on the 247 Sports Composite, 0.8909 the number 363 recruit nationally, the number 28 edge rusher, and the number 34 player in California had 17 reported scholarships at the time of his commitment to Oregon, including Miami, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Ole Miss, Texas A&M as well, just to name a few. So this is certainly a national recruit that the Ducks just added. And I think one of the first things that pops off that jumps off on the tape here for Matthew Johnson is just the raw power that he plays with. He just overpowers his guys uh, along the offensive line. You see the the bull rush is obviously a move that he really likes here playing on the interior, but he also has a good swim move. Someone that has strong hands, vicious hands, and is really good at disengaging from the, the, the blocker, from the offensive lineman. I really like this play here against St. Francis, uh, the same school that produced Cyrus Abibilikio, uh, Bennett Williams, Evan Williams, one of my rivals in high school. Uh, they are also a pretty good program on the up and up. But you see the play here from Matt Johnson uh, making the just initiating the contact to just strike his offensive lineman in the upper, upper body and just blow him off the ball and then quickly getting the hand on the ball carrier, forcing the fumble, boom, De La Salle recovers. That's a turnover. And another reason why Matt Johnson, I think, is such a great pickup for the Ducks here, you're not just getting a guy that's a pure pass rusher. He also brings added value in defending the run. I think the more versatile defensive lineman you can get, the better. And with Matthew Johnson, he's another really important commitment for the Ducks here in 2025 because – the defensive line class, the defensive line talent 
in on the West Coast this cycle just isn't as deep as it was a year ago. And if you can identify those top defensive linemen out West, you're going to do everything you can to get them. Obviously, you're not going to get them just because they're highly rated necessarily or just because, hey, there's not that many options out here on the West Coast. You're, you're getting this guy because he's someone that you believe can you know improve your program and help take you to the next level. And he's a guy that I think maybe looks primarily like an interior guy, but he has some versatility here as well uh, with a, a great great sack there against San Ramon Valley, which is also home to another 2025 edge rusher that the Ducks really like, Marco Jones. He was recently out to visit USC uh, with California Power on the seven-on-seven circuit. So I really like his explosiveness, his quick quickness off the ball. Um, I think that he plays with great leverage. His technique is obviously really, really good because he plays at a school with great coaching. So I think even though he's not the highest rated guy that you'll see uh, Oregon uh, land necessarily, right? He's he's rated a, a four-star guy, of course, like we talked about, but he is pretty highly, pretty low really ranked, I should say, nationally, right? 363 nationally, according to the 247 Sports Composite. Would not be surprised in the least if this is a guy that makes a significant jump in his rankings as a senior. So you got plenty of time to, you know, improve things if you're Matthew Johnson, but for Oregon to get things going on defense, I think it's something that fans were probably waiting for quite a while because they had four commitments in the 2025 class that were all on the offensive side of the ball headlined by wide receiver, Dallas Wilson out of Tampa, Florida. He was recently on campus in Eugene as well got programs like Florida State and Miami staying involved there. No surprise with the Sunshine State prospect. I think you're going to continue to see some of those in-state guys, in-state contenders stay involved all the way until the early signing period. He's going to be a tough one to hang on to, but I said Dallas Wilson was one of Oregon's top most important targets, most important recruits in 2025, even though he's already committed. you got to keep bringing that, those game-changing talents, particularly at the skill positions, to Eugene. And I think it's also important for them to hang on to Dallas Wilson because of their recruiting efforts in Florida. They just haven't gotten a ton of guys out of the state of Florida in recent years. So currently Oregon's 2025 class is ranked number 11 nationally with five commits and maybe a little bit surprising, but maybe not that surprising either. They rank number four in the big 10, according to 247, they they come in behind Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State. Really think that Ohio State is going to continue to be their biggest recruiting competition amid this move to the Big Ten. So I guess you're a little light right now. Notre Dame has the number one class in the country with 15 verbal commitments already. Nine of those guys are four stars. Then you have LSU at number two, Clemson at number three, Ohio State at four and Oklahoma rounding out the top five under Brent Venables. So for Oregon, I think you're obviously going to want to see a good amount of balance in this class and getting a guy like Matthew Johnson on board relatively early in the cycle, I think is really good. It bodes well for the Ducks. So just to kind of run you guys through the class, you have Dallas Wilson, a four-star wide receiver out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, He was the first one to commit to the Ducks over a year ago uh, on January 17th, 2023. And then you have Achilles Smith Jr., the Duck legacy 
quarterback out of San Diego, California, Lincoln High School. He is their number two rated commit. Then you have Adrian Wilson out of Pflugerville, Texas, Weiss High School. Absolutely electric, dynamic, wide receiver talent. Really, really elite playmaker that I'm super, super excited to see what he can do with the Ducks. Uh, originally from Anchorage, Alaska, and a former TCU commit. So just kind of some fun facts there with Adrian Wilson. Then, of course, you have Matthew Johnson here, the newest duck. And then you have Chavez Sandman Thompson out of Melbourne, Florida, U Galley High School. He is an interior offensive lineman. And it looks like he recently told my guy, John Garcia of Rivals, uh, that he is going to be playing center at the next level for Oregon. So great for the, uh, Leak Terry and the Ducks to have a center squared away relatively early in the class. Um, I think maybe you have Devin Brooks as a guy who maybe could play center for you in the 24 class out of Clackamas High School. So Oregon's got some really good talent already on board, but as we know, the question always becomes, what is next on the recruiting trail for Dan Lanning and the Ducks? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. Coming to you on a Tuesday afternoon from Long Beach, California, talking some Oregon recruiting, talking about Matthew Johnson's commitment to Oregon and what's next for the Ducks on the recruiting trail. And before I hop back into this episode of the podcast, you guys, a couple of quick favors to ask of you. Make sure you like the video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. I am at Oregon Football Max Torres on YouTube for those of you guys listening on podcast. I do the podcast as often as I can, and I might be doing some more kind of coming up here in the near future because we might be in a dead period, but to me, it really feels like Oregon is about to go on a run on the recruiting trail, specifically in the 2025 class. When you're looking at guys who could be next in line, I think the first one that comes to mind for me is Derby Kansas tight end, Desan Brame. He is one of Oregon's top tight end targets, and he was also recently in Eugene for one of those two junior days before things went dead. So I think when you're looking at the guys that could be next in line to commit to the Ducks, a great place to start is looking at those visitors who rolled through Eugene in recent weeks. And he is a guy who catches everything at the tight end spot. I was out uh, in Santa Ana. No, no. I was out in Baldwin Park for some seven on seven and California power, his seven on seven team was there. He unfortunately wasn't there because he was visiting Oregon, but I talked to one of the parents uh, of a player on that team about Brame, And they said simply he catches everything 
So super, super athletic tight end that I think has a tremendous amount of upside, and I love where Oregon is at. There's a number of recruiting experts and analysts that have placed their predictions for Oregon in favor of for Brame in favor of Oregon. My words are all over the place today, so apologies. Got to slow it down a little bit. Another guy that I think Oregon's in a great spot with is 2025 Scottsdale, Arizona, Notre Dame prep wide receiver Cooper Perry. I just got finished talking about a couple of guys that the Ducks already have committed in the 2025 class. That's Dallas Wilson and Adrian Wilson. But Cooper Perry is another one that they really, really like. They are high on as a staff. He's been out to Oregon a couple times. He's really, really close friends. You can maybe even say best friends with Luke Moga, the 2024 quarterback that Oregon signed out of the Phoenix area. So just really close to Scottsdale. So I think that the connection that he has with Moga as well as this Oregon staff is something that could really bode well for the Ducks. And I put my prediction in for Oregon to land Cooper Perry at the end of January. So make sure you guys keep an eye on him. He's a guy who also recently visited Oklahoma as the Sooners are staying involved in that recruitment. The next guy I'm throwing out there as just another person that could be in line to commit to Oregon. Who's next? How about Santa Ana, California, modern day edge rusher, Nasir Wyatt. He's someone that I've probably talked about a million times on this podcast. If you're like a diehard Oregon recruiting fan, there is zero chance you don't know who Nasir Wyatt is. He is the number one, I want to say he's the number one defensive prospect in the state of California, but he is as big of a name as you'll find. Uh, the only guy rated ahead of him is Dijon Lee, the cornerback out of Mission Viejo, California, 6'3", 180 pounds, just tremendous athlete. So Nasir Wyatt is, is right up there. Uh, and then you also have Jordan Davison as another top California guy on Oregon's board out of the state of modern day. He recently visited for one of those two junior days. But Nasir Wyatt, I put my prediction in. Well, maybe this is worth saying. I mean, I wasn't trying to like gloat or anything, but I saw some of these predictions coming in for Nasir Wyatt to Oregon and I had to repost it and say that I put my my prediction in for Nasir Wyatt to Oregon back in November um you know obviously that's a guy that's right in my backyard in Southern California and and Oregon knew like I was telling you guys that the defensive line talent just isn't necessarily what it was last cycle this cycle so it's really important that you hit on those top guys so I think that Oregon has a great great shot at Nasir Wyatt. I think when he talked to me about kind of where he was at in his recruitment, he said that that little kind of coaching carousel that came from Nick Saban's retirement, Kalen DeBoer's move, and you know, all those moves that we're seeing, he didn't mention Kalen DeBoer necessarily, but that coaching movement, he said, kind of served as a little reset for him. But of those top schools that he was considering, Oregon is one that has so much stability right now, and that continues to pay off in a huge, huge way for the Ducks on the recruiting trail, having Dan Lanning, knowing that he's going to be sitting or staying around in Eugene for a long time. So he hasn't really said that he is going to be announcing his decision anytime soon, but I really like where Oregon stands there. And it wouldn't surprise me if he did end up uh, announcing his decision sooner rather than later. Trying to think of some of the other guys that um, maybe could be in line to commit to Oregon here sooner rather than later. Um, I think, like I said, you're looking at running backs. Jordan Davison's the top running back target for the Ducks. You have Oregon, Texas, Alabama, and Ohio State as a couple of schools there. Uh, you also have, uh, who was it? Where is he? Oh, he's not showing up there. Hold on. Deer Hill. 
Um, he is another one out of the out of Illinois, Altop Catholic in Belleville. Deer Hill is a phenomenal running back prospect. Kind of gives you a little bit shades of um, Jameer Gibbs on the Lions. I think if Oregon could get Deer Hill and Jordan Davison, that would be a phenomenal haul at running back. They're going for another two backs here in the 2025 class after signing Dejon Dink Riggs in 24 out of the D.C. area, St. John's. And then you also got Jay Harris in from Northwest Missouri State via the transfer portal. So Oregon's in a really good spot with a lot of guys. I think you could also tab Lincoln Cure and Nate Roberts as some guys that Oregon fans should keep an eye on at tight end here in the 2025 recruiting class. But the caliber of talent that they got on campus these past two weeks was insane. Their most recent junior day, uh, those visitors, that was probably one of the single best recruiting lists I've ever seen for one weekend of Oregon football recruiting in my six years on this beat. It is absolutely insane. So they got some really, really big time guys that are coming through Eugene. And then now they're able to kind of take a little bit of a breath like I need to do. Slow it down. It's so funny that I always come back to that, that I'm like all riled up going a million miles an hour. It's like, yo, just chill. Just chill. Um, oh, okay. Another guy. I'm like thinking about guys on the fly. Another guy that you definitely need to keep an eye on is Trajan Odom. I talked about him recently on the YouTube channel, and I got an interview with him after his first visit out to Oregon. He's he's a defensive lineman that is out in North Carolina, but he's originally from Inglewood, California. So I think Oregon is definitely the team to beat there for Trajan Odom. Um, you know, they did everything right on that visit, and I think that that could go a long way in his recruitment. And like I said, the defensive line talent isn't as great out West, so – that's why you're going to see them go national. And why is Odom a guy that makes a lot of sense? Well, it's because he has West Coast ties and it could kind of be a home away from home for him. Seeing that he grew up in Southern California in Inglewood. So those are kind of the guys that I think you got to keep an eye on that could be next on the recruiting trail here for Oregon here in the 2025 class. Like we said, things are kind of dead. So you're not going to really see visits. You're not going to see coaches going out to see guys. You're not going to see guys coming out to Eugene necessarily, probably until March. But um, things keep rolling. Things absolutely keep rolling. You got seven Oregon players that earned invites to the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis later this month. I got a story on that over on DucksDigest.com. And Oregon's put in so much work in the 25 class recently here. So I think that they're in a great spot to, to really capitalize and kick this 2025 cycle uh, into high gear. And then I think you also have them doing some great work in 2026. You only have one commit in 2026 right now. And Tony Cumberland. So big things to come for Oregon on the recruiting trail. A reminder for you guys, make sure to lock in with me on social media. I'm at mtourist sports on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon football, Max Taurus, and you can read me over on ducksdigest.com. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Make sure to share the pod with your friends, with your family and with other duck fans. And until next time, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of the Duck's Dish Podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done.